I'm a handshake and tape. I'm a spud with a plate. I'm a miracle that's greater day by day. I ain't your average quitter. I don't put up a cough. I'm doing the best I can. The drum tater. Welcome to the Path Forward Utah. I'm Jamie Renda, your host. Uh, another beautiful day outside in Ogden, Utah. A wonderful place to live. You know, Ogden, when we first moved here, um, I had a brother and sister-in-law that we had bought a house here. And they said, why Ogden? Ogden's like the armpit of Utah. <laughs> Anyway, I just want to stick up for Ogden, Utah, because I think it's the best place in Utah. I mean, all of Utah is fantastic, but here in Ogden, we have three beautiful ski resorts. We have Snow Basin, we have uh, Powder Mountain, and we have Wolf Mountain. Well, I don't know what they call it. Nordic, I think, is mountain is what they call it now. It used to be Wolf Creek. We have lakes. We have trails. We have diver- just a beautiful diversity of uh I happen to be a member of the predominant faith here, but we have just members of all different faiths here. It's just a, anyway, just a shout out for Ogden, Utah. If uh, I could give a city the Trump Tater of the Day Award, it would be Ogden, Utah. I just think it's a fantastic place. And, um, and you know, Ogden's kind of one of the last cities to grow here in Utah. You see all this growth and development all over Utah. And, um, and Ogden is, uh, is probably the last to see that growth, but you know, you save the best for last. And, uh, but Ogden is just, uh, if you haven't been to Ogden, I mean, we have some things here in Ogden that you don't have other places. We have iFly and iFly is the, uh, Oh, what do you call it? It's like the artificial parachuting or, you know, with the reverse air tunnel and, uh, People from all over the world. I, I've seen people from Australia, New Zealand, everywhere. They come here and say we had the best training at our iFly, and uh, but I don't see people from all over Utah coming here. So anyway, you ought to come make a trip to Ogden, Utah. We have uh, the Flow Rider. We have the Children's Museum. We have the Dinosaur Park. We have the Railroad Museum. Just all kinds of wonderful things here. So anyway, uh, kudos to my town, Ogden, Utah, where Brixton's Baked Potato is located. If you, When you do come and bring your family, take a train trip down here. It's a fun experience to take the train and, and just jump right off. And you have all these things within walking distance um, from the train. And we even have a trolley that picks you up and kind of takes you in a circular uh, route to, to all these different uh, areas. But anyway, stop by Brixton's Baked Potato and have a potato. So anyway, tell you about the news we have going today. Uh, on the 10th of April, we are currently planning a debate between black conservatives in Utah and Black Lives Matter in Utah. So anyway, going to have a few sparks, spark, you know, uh, may not have fireworks this year, but we're going <laughs> to We hope this debate is one that we're actually going to be able to talk about issues that impact black Americans and get a diverse perspective. And when I say diverse, I mean diverse in thoughts, because unlike Joe Biden, I don't feel that all blacks think the same. I know better. And uh, there is diversity within the black American community. And so we hope to show some of that diversity on April 10th. So I will be announcing more as we move forward on getting the exact venue and location, but we do have um, news media that's going to be covering uh, this debate. We have that locked into place. We're just working currently on the venue and locking down who we're going to have on both sides of this issue. And this is a very important conversation because, unfortunately, we have a few self-declared spokespeople for the black community and uh, and not all voices get heard. So this is our opportunity to make sure that a, a diverse group of thought in the black community gets heard. And uh, in some of these discussions that we'll be having, we'll present different solutions on how we can really solve some problems. So anyway, that's going to be on April 10th that we're currently working on. And so I'll keep you in tune on that. So just a few little things that kind of go along with uh, 
So Bill Burr, I didn't know who Bill Burr was, but he made headlines yesterday and uh, because some people weren't very excited. And so they were really quick to call him out on this white, uh, what's the word that they use, cis white man. I can't really think of the terminology. There's a terminology out there and uh, kind of bring him down. Well, uh, I was surprised when I got up this morning and was looking on the news and Bill Burr is married to a beautiful black woman. And uh, so she had something to say about some of the hate that her husband received uh, the day before. He, she says, well, I'm not suggesting Bill. Um, oh, this is Griffin um, that made the original comment yesterday. Well, I'm not suggesting Bill Burr is racist. A white man having a non-white wife can sometimes be a sign of racism. And I'm thinking, What? <laughs> So anyway, so you shouldn't assume someone isn't racist just because they own a minority sex servant. I mean, how condescending uh, to this man's wife that, you know, she comes out and defends her husband, that this is uh, the Twitter person. His name was Claiborne Griffin that came out and and said this about uh, Bill Burr and his wife. I just, again, I I find... that it just continues um, to, I shouldn't say amaze me, it just continues to blow my mind that people uh, can be so ignorant on these things. So um, I was trying to find this other part that I wanted to, oh yeah, cis, why is this cis white male doing all this Latino stuff? That was originally, you know, what they were Joking because I guess in his comedy act, and I didn't see it, so I don't know exactly what all they referred to, but I guess he had some jokes that uh, were connected to the Latino community. So, you know, the the beautiful uh, young black woman, I can't think of her name, and this is the only part of the Biden inauguration that I actually watched because it came on and I took interest in it, was the beautiful girl who gave her poetry. And... Uh, I thought she did a fabulous job. And so there's a lot of people who want some of her stuff tra- uh, uh, transcribed into different languages. And so there was somebody who was going to do it, I think in Korean or something. Anyway, uh, this person was prohibited from doing it because they weren't black. And uh, so it just seems like, you know, that if you're not we've got to the point where if you don't align with the stars exactly that you can't cross over and uh, you can't tell a joke, you can't do this or you can't do that if you don't fit into that exact category. So I don't know. Comedy is getting killed off by the wokeness people out there. And, uh, but the fact that this guy, this comedian, um, yeah, stood up. I mean, his wife stood up for him, who happens to be a beautiful black woman. And then people come out and say, just because he's married to a, a woman of color doesn't mean he's not racist and even implied that he owns a sex servant. I just anyway, that's enough on that one. That was just one that kind of tied into all the things that we are engaging in on some of this crazy conversation that uh, uh that we have seems to be on a daily basis. So talk about the border again. So they haven't let any camera crews in. And all of a sudden, the middle of the night, they, they take 3000 youth from these detention facilities and put them in the Dallas Maverick uh, basketball arena. I think it's where they took them. Is that right, Brian? Do you know, did you read the news on that? Anyway, 3000. So I'm thinking, you know, it, it's, it was just numbers far beyond that of anything under Trump. And uh, and they're trying to say that none of these kids were, you know, they're, tr- they're changing the script, even though they wouldn't let any cameras on board or anything else for the last month that this has been building up. That uh, in the middle of the night, they, they, I'm just trying to think the logistics of taking 3,000 youth and uh, and trans transporting them uh, to Dallas overnight, and then putting them in this—I I believe it's the Dallas Maverick Center. So, anyway, it's it's just chaos, and these young kids are being raped. Uh, the women are being raped. Uh, it's just a humanitarian crisis, and they again the com you know the 
they just want to, you know, blame it on Trump. You know, <laughs> Trump's no longer in office and he's still getting blamed for things. But uh, this is not one that Trump should be blamed for at all. Trump was one of the most compassionate people, both for America and for these immigrants, because he saw the dangers with sex trafficking or human trafficking for kids and women being put into jeopardy. Um, and that's one of the reasons he made it very clear. Don't don't make the trail. Don't make it. And in uh, this slow down. So anyway, when we come back on the path for Utah, we'll talk about other news going on today and some solutions we have in moving forward. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. Pure Light has invented a new type of LED light bulb that makes all other light bulbs obsolete. This new type of LED bulb acts like a $1,000 air purification system, only better. Put this light bulb in, turn it on, and within minutes it starts cleaning and purifying the air and the surfaces around it. Um, I have a stinky dog, and so I put the four bulbs in within 24 hours. I could tolerate it, and then when I turn the lights on in the morning, I went back 20 minutes later, nothing, no smell. The Pure Light LED light bulb performs seven functions besides providing light, including cleaning the air of all types of odors, any kind of smoke, of eliminating mold and eliminating deadly germs like salmonella, E. coli, even flesh-eating bacteria. My kids who are grown up say our house smells like old people house. And so I put bulbs in the hallway and my uh, kids from Florida came last week and said, man, the house smells great. See for yourself at pure-light.com. That's pure-light.com. It's the next generation of light. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800 406 0046. 800 406 60046. That's 800 406 0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC 83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. Welcome back to the Path Forward Utah. And again, as I mentioned in previous programs, the Path Forward Utah is the path for America. Is every state, if we all focus on the states we live in and our local governments, electing good leaders, making sure our election uh, laws are <clears throat> um, being properly ran, that we're clearing the, the, you know, the deadwood off our voter rolls and that we're holding people accountable, that that's how we're going to change our nation. So it's one city at a time, one state at a time. And as we do that, we'll make our nation great again. So the path for Utah is the path for America. Um, just talking about some other things that are kind of out there. Um, 
the Pope. And so I'm going to have to have my good friend Ryan Woods on before I further discuss this. I'm just going to bring it up because it's news of the day um, on the Vatican coming out pretty strong against uh um, sanctioning or blessing same-sex marriages. And again, that's that balance between religious freedom and uh, and freedom for grown uh, adults. So I'll have Ryan when he comes on. Ryan is a.k.a. Lady Maga, and we'll have that discussion. And so one thing I, I just love about Ryan uh, is he understands that there is a balance between um between different people's freedoms that he doesn't have to belong to a church that does not sanction his lifestyle, but that church should have their freedom of religion to believe the things that they believe. As long as they're not trying to, to push off on him, um, what he has to do in his life. So anyway, it's finding that balance, not just in this particular area, but in a lot of areas of our life of, if we are going to be freedom seeking people, and right now we see so many freedoms in danger that we have to recognize that uh, we have to support the freedoms of others if we want our own freedoms. And so it's kind of maneuvering and finding what those the delicate lines are that we balance our rights and our freedoms against somebody else's. So anyway, that was kind of just interesting yesterday because the Vatican has just came out so woke lately that uh that kind of surprised me that they kind of pulled that in and uh, really kind of pulled in very conservative on their positions there, which I completely respect, um, have no issue uh, with people with religious convictions, you know, embracing those religious convictions. We just got to find that balance of how we move forward with freedom and allowing different people to express and love the lives and the freedoms that they have um, moving forward. So that's going to be something next week when we have Ryan Woods on that we'll bring that up. I just want to make mention because that just happened yesterday. Um, let me see. I had some other things that I'm kind of bouncing all over the place because I've been busy this morning instead of preparing for this podcast. <laughs> I've been busy preparing for this uh, debate we're having on the 10th, trying to find a venue and uh, get all of our speakers lined up and uh, the media on board on um, on covering this. And it's, an, it's a very important, it's, you know, we've been in these conversations with members of Black Lives Matter privately for some time, trying to build bridges. I shouldn't say build bridges. One of the, the other night uh, we were together and one of the ladies on the other side said that uh, a minister, somebody, I said, it's not building bridges. We want to bridge gaps. And I thought that was a good way of looking at it too, you know, bridging the gaps of where, where our differences are. And there's a lot of things as we talk about that we're not ever going to probably come to an agreement on because we're just too far apart, but there are some things we can bridge the gap in that some of we, we, as we talk, we recognize that for the most part, we want the same things. We want to uplift disadvantaged communities. We want to uplift people and give them um, the confidence to seek the American dream and uh, and really live the American life. And so I think that's a common ground that uh, we just approach it from two different uh two different directions. And so it's coming up with how can we bridge that gap between us of how we accomplish those goals. And again, not everybody on the left because necessarily wants the same thing. We have sought out leaders in this movement that actually do want the same thing that aren't embracing Antifa, that aren't embracing us going to a socialism or communist country. So I want to clarify that not everybody wants the same thing. I totally understand that. The people we have sought out to work with and try to develop a better understanding with are people that do want the same thing. They just have a different way of getting there. And um, again, not totally aligned with uh, the processes or ideals or thinking. And uh, so if, as we get together and do this debate, uh, just being mindful that you can have conversations with people, you can open those doors for friendship without necessarily agreeing with what everybody believes in. And so that's what we, it's just one step at a time, one friend at a time. And, um, 
as you do that, you're going to understand a little bit better of where they came from and why they believe the way they do. They'll understand better about you. And then we'll hopefully find some common ground that we can move forward in because this is a country worth saving. And it's that common ground that's going to allow us to save it for the majority of American people. You're always going to have your outliers on both sides. Uh, but the majority of Americans got to come together and find a way that we move forward together. And so that's what we are doing. And uh, this debate hopefully is going to be the one of many. It's starting on a local level. And hopefully we can take it to a national stage with some national voices. It, but here I got it. I don't think I have any liberals listening to my program. But the problem we're going to find on that is finding national people on the left willing to debate our absolutely incredible black conservatives on the right. <laughs> Because I just don't think they have the courage, but we'll see. I hope I hope we find people on the left willing to stand up to their convictions and actually come in and having a debate on a national level. So we have managed that and it hasn't even been easy on a local level, believe it or not. Uh, but uh, we have managed to get both sides on a local level. We have three or four that are going to be representing both sides. And uh, so hopefully we can take this to a national level and start that dialogue on how it is we move forward and, uh, and find real solutions uh, to the issues that impact uh, many in the black American community and all of us as Americans as we move forward uh, with trying to protect our freedoms and trying to figure out how to live and work together. Um, so anyway, let me go on to another topic I was hoping to cover today and I just lost it. So I'm going to ramble for a minute. Hey, Brian, what, what's a topic of interest that you have going on today while I'm looking for this? My topic of interest is today. I read two articles about do not ever talk with the FBI ever, ever. And it has to do with the, the people who are being rounded up for having just been present at the Capitol or present in Washington, D.C. back on January 6th. And uh, the different field forms that FBI agents are, are required to fill out. But they apparently can falsify or they don't have to video record or otherwise tape those uh, casual questioning interrogations. Bottom line is if they ask you something, so, something and you answer it one way and then you clarify it later on, they can accuse you of lying to them. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Think, that's a lot I, of power. I think, I think General Flynn could have given us exactly. the Flynn doctrine on that. Yeah. If it can happen to a three-star general who is our national security advisor, it can happen to any of us. So, hey, great words of wisdom from Brian Hyde today. Do not talk to the FBI without a law lawyer present. Uh, and uh, make sure that you're given permission to record those conversations. And um, so, yeah, I, I think the average person is always willing, hey, I have nothing to hide. I'll talk to them. And uh, so don't be naive. Uh, make sure you have uh, counsel there and recognize what your rights are in talking to the FBI. And they're not they're not beyond reproach. We have seen that with uh, General Flynn. We've seen it with many people in the conservative movement uh, going on. So just be careful. We'll be back on the path for Utah in just a minute. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. We're a very economically depressed community. We can barely afford to take care of the people that we have here in our community now. And as of uh, the second, Border Patrol advises us they're basically going to drop people off here and do sort of like this, and they're your problem. Gila Bend, Arizona Mayor Chris Riggs on Fox is perturbed the Biden administration's plan for immigrants at the southwest border is to just drop them off and let local jurisdictions handle their care. After more than 50 days in office, President Biden has yet to hold a news conference taking questions from reporters. It is the longest period a new president has gone without meeting the press in more than 100 years. 
The attorney for Derek Chauvin, the former police officer of Minneapolis charged with the death of George Floyd, has requested for a delay and a relocation of the trial, pointing to concerns about the impact of the settlement the city had reached with the Floyd family. USA Radio News. Awesome and amazing day, friends. John and Chelsea Jubilee here. By now, surely you've heard us on Wayne, and you're wondering, what is this amazing protocol that reverses my medical ailments, helps me gain lean muscle, helps me drop my body fat, and gain hydration? Well, let me tell you what it is. It's a scientific sequencing of six things that you're going to do for 88 days and two weeks. And in this scientific sequence, your cells are going to open up and become porous like a sponge instead of like a glass hard marble inside is going to come your intercellular hydration and the eviction notice is coming to all the toxins and inflammation of your body that's why you reverse it's so simple you have chelsea and i every week as live coaches on a live zoom call all you have to do is call us today at 888-444-8895 or log on to energizehealth.com GOP lawmakers visiting the southwest border are warning Americans of the immigration crisis. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau reports. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and 12 of his members are slamming President Joe Biden for a slow response to a spiraling humanitarian crisis on the southern border. Speaking from El Paso, Texas, a California Republican saying, We went through a new facility that was built just more than a year ago. They built it with a capacity they thought they could never meet. 1,040 people to be processed. Today broke that record. Today they're beyond capacity. They're having to build into the parking lot a makeshift facility. Starting on April 2nd, the Border Patrol directive will be drop off immigrants in local U.S. towns and let them handle the influx of people. The Washington Post has issued a correction that said President Trump told a Georgia election official to find the fraud in Georgia. It was never heard in the recorded conversation and was made up in a story by the Washington Post journalist. USA Radio News. Welcome back to the Path Forward Utah. Uh, kind of winging it a little bit today, but uh, I definitely found another topic of interest that kind of aligns with other things that um, I feel impassioned about. So Don Lemon, one of my favorite news anchors on CNN. That was sarcasm. It's kind of like saying that Mitt Romney is my favorite senator. So anyway, Don has found the solution to end racism. And if we all just realized this years ago, we could have, you know, fixed America and the world around us. So Don says that we have to start teaching that Jesus Christ was not white to end racism. So anyway, I just want to address this. John Lemon said, if you're a person of faith in this country, and we know America is built on faith and religious freedom, not that Don really appreciates that, but he's at least acknowledging it. A good way of starting to of starting is uh, to present the true identity. And I like how he mentions this, the true identity as if, you know, Don knows and has seen Christ and the rest of us have, have a different image, you know, are wrong and we haven't. And so the true identity, that is a, a black or a brown person rather than someone who looks like a white hippie from Sweden and, or Norway. So Don has solved the world's problem. I mean, I just didn't know. And so Don's letting us know that the real true identity is that of a black or brown person. Well, I personally don't think it matters how you visualize Jesus Christ. Uh, I had friends in South Carolina that uh, with these predominantly black churches, and I was taken a little bit off guard because I walked in the church and they had a Christ upon a cross and the Christ was black. And I thought, well, that makes sense to me uh, for them to do that, because, you know, as we think about, you know, that we're all made in the image of God. And so to their image, you know, Christ was black. And uh, I definitely respected that. I thought that, you know, for them, that works, you know, for other people, you know, who see Christ as white, I think, I just don't know if it matters how we visualize uh, Christ. I think what matters is what Christ did and that, that our father in heaven gave his son for us. 
and that his mother willingly let her son go out and accomplish the mission that he was sent here for, and that Christ himself was willing to take upon the cross and to bear our sins. I mean, the symbolism behind who Christ is and what he stood for, the sacrifice of the father, the sacrifice of the mother. Um, so you make that connection in your families, however it works for you. But for for Don to somehow feel like he is this all wise person that knows the true identity of Jesus Christ and uh, and that this is how we're going to fix racism. Um, again, I, I don't want to minimize the topic because the topic is extremely important. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> for Don Lemon to throw this out there that the only way we're going to change racism is for white parents to tell their kids that Jesus is not white. I just think that takes a, a again, just a, it blows my mind on the audacity on the left. But I do want to put out there that I think it's perfectly fine uh, for any Christian to view Christ and connect Christ to them in whatever way that they can connect. So if they, if they view Christ in their family, if you're Latino and you want to visualize Christ as someone of brown skin, or if you're black, you want to visualize Christ as someone as black skin, that we are all made in the image of God. And so how you take that image on, I think is totally up to you, but uh, we don't need Don Lemon telling us that we have to teach our children that Jesus Christ was not white. I just don't know what we know about Jesus Christ other than we know what descent we believe he came from or that he came from biblically. And, uh, but I don't think it matters. I, I think what matters more is what Christ taught us and that Christ kind of gave, uh, I, I look at the atonement and think of what is so powerful about what Christ did for us. And I think it is that path, pay, uh, play it forward concept that when somebody does something nice for us, it gives us that desire to go out and do something nice for somebody else because we connect. We know how it made us feel. We know that it lifted a burden off of us. And so when we see an opportunity to lift a burden off someone else, we're much more willing to do it. And so that to me, whether you visualize Christ as white or brown or, or Asian or, or black, I think what matters more is how you let Christ motivate you in your life and and how you take what Christ did for you and you pay it forward to the lives of those around you. So anyway, uh, just every day we're taught something that we can do that uh, has to do with somehow white is bad and, and colors good. Well, that's just not the way it is. We're all humans and we all have flaws. We all have problems in every, every religious community, every racial community. Um, we're just all flawed people. And so we're just trying to do the best we can do in moving forward together and in loving each other. And I really think, you know, as you look at it, that that's one of the reasons we have so many differences uh, between us is giving us the chance to overcome and connect with people and to humble ourselves and to really depend on something greater than we are to help us with those connections. So anyway, just my food for thought on Don Lemon's suggestion is I personally do not think it matters how someone connects with Jesus Christ if they want to connect with him uh, as someone of their own skin color. I think that's perfectly okay but i don't think it's up to don lemon to tell us if we are caucasian that we have to tell our children that christ is not white so anyway um just a minute i have another i sorry i'm kind of brian tells me that for the most part i always have the gift of gab and can continue on but <laughs> Today, I'm a little bit stuck on on what topics are out there just because I've been so involved. So I'll throw another one out there. Uh, Candace Owens is starting a new show, and uh, I hope that everybody will go out and support Candace. It is called Candace, um, and it is on with uh, Ben Shapiro in his program. And anyway, she's going to have live audiences. So let's make sure we support Candace in her show and make sure it's successful. Again, is 
those of you know um, what my passion is, and my passion is reaching out and elevating black conservatives. I feel like this is how we're going to change America is by changing the black vote from this 90-10 split. Um, and, um, and so we have to uplift. And so that brings me to a second thing that's going on. May 1st, there is going to be, I don't know the, what name they came up with, but it's similar to the Freedom Festival. Uh, Jake Oaks out of Provo is putting this on. And we do have some black conservatives. Well, right now it's not definitively lined up, but we're looking at having Joe Collins and Kimberly Klasick, uh come in and speak at this event. And uh, so it should be quite exciting. But right now we're going to gear up for April 10th in this debate. But uh, May 1st uh, is going to be an event and Hopefully, we're going to have a couple of well-known black conservatives come in and speak at this event, because, again, this is the area that black, uh, that conservative movement needs to make the most important um, in our party. And, and I've been beating this drum for a long time, but uh, more now more than ever, <clears throat> I'm hoping that conservatives see this. And again, we should be able to connect more with black Americans than we ever have before, because we see this two-tier justice system and how it applies to us as conservatives now. And as, we, as Brian mentioned at the end of last segment, that we have to be careful. Uh, there's a lot of conservatives right now who are being judged by the things that they say and uh and we have some people in power that uh are definitely going to be looking at us differently so know that this is what a lot of black americans have gone through for many many decades and so we should be able to make these connections and and join together with black Americans to fight for the freedom of our country and to preserve the freedoms and not end up in a socialist uh, nation, which that is where we're headed. And uh, if we want to save ourselves from this, it is my sincerest conviction that it is by bringing and changing the black vote of America and uh, bringing them into the conservative movement and elevating more black conservative voices in Congress and in the Senate, um, in public uh, places on, on the news media, in podcasts, as many as we can elevate these black conservative voices, we need to, because they will be, and I, I, I hope I don't ever offend anybody on this, it's just really, it's really how we're going to be able to move our country forward. So anyway, we'll be back on the Path Forward Utah, which is again, the Path for America in just a minute. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. 
Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! Pure Light has invented a new type of LED light bulb that makes all other light bulbs obsolete. The Pure Light LED light bulb performs seven functions besides providing light, including cleaning the air of all types of odors. My kids who are grown up say our house smells like old people house. And so I put bulbs in the hallway and my uh, kids from Florida came last week and said, man, the house smells great. See for yourself at pure-light.com. That's pure-light.com. It's the next generation of light. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media? Well, that's a mystery to me. So I turn to the good folks at Little Cloud. They help me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Welcome back to the Path Forward Utah. I'm Jamie Renda, and I almost forgot another thing that happened uh, over the weekend, the Grammys. I don't ever watch the Grammys, but uh, you always see the things after. And uh, so there was a, oh, what's her, what's her name? I just lost her name. Um, the WAP lady. Cardi B. <laughs> Okay, Cardi B came out in this suit that uh, looked like she was completely nude, and uh, and I'm thinking, and Dr. Seuss is offensive. I don't get it. Or or that Christmas song, uh, "A Baby It's Cold Outside," that was almost completely shut off the radio a couple of years ago, uh, or that Pepe Le Pew, Pepe Le Pew is somehow. Uh, just an evil person. I mean, I think everybody. Hey, so Brian, you watched Peppy Le Pew growing up, didn't you? Okay. Did you not see Peppy for what he was at the time? A lovesick skunk? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody who watched Peppy think, oh, I want a man like that in my life. Um, <laughs> so I think Peppy did exactly what he was intended to do is to show young boys that this isn't the way to behave. Because I don't think Peppy was ever successful, was he, in his romantic endeavors? And so I think Peppy actually was a very good example to both young men and young women that this was not the appropriate way uh, to engage in these romantic relationships. And so now all of a sudden Peppy is a taboo. So are we going to have... I mean, movies and cartoons with no depth of character that shows, you know, the the good, bad and the ugly. Um, I mean, I don't think there's a movie out there that would capture anybody's interest if you didn't have the different dynamics of characters that are out there. And so anyway, it, it just again, but yet somehow everything that's not allowed on anything else is allowed at the Grammys um, and it's embraced and it's celebrated. Um, you know, I, you know, I, perhaps if Peppy was up there kind of trying to get it on with Cardi B, but instead, you know, you have another, you have another lady up there engaging in sexual uh, acts to some extent on, on performing the WAP song. Um, and it's celebrated. I just, you know, I just don't get it. But what I do get is that the ratings were down 50%. <laughs> Imagine why. I don't know. <laughs> so I think the Americans as a whole are saying, we don't care. We don't care anymore what you Hollywood people have to say. We're not playing your game. And again, I, I, I started this theme just barely after January 6th of thinking, man, this seems like the Hunger Games. Uh, 
And so part of me with the Grammys and everything else, that was part of the Hunger Games, you know, the the people craving the entertainment and uh, these entertainers somehow were given this pass that they weren't thrown in with the commoners because they had this, you know, different skill set that, you know, they weren't going to entertain the masses. Well, I think the masses are tired of being entertained and uh, and we're saying no, thank you. We don't want what you have to say. We don't want what you're selling here. And uh, and we have to continue that. We have to continue that trend of telling Hollywood that uh, we're not buying their products anymore and, uh, and that they're not going to impact our culture anymore. And so this was a good place to start. Their, their ratings were down 50%. That's massive. Isn't that massive, Brian, for... So, I mean, it wasn't just a little drop. It was a massive drop. So, again, I feel like Americans are just sitting here going, okay, we enjoyed being in the past, being kind of numb to our day, coming home from work. Maybe it's because we're not working anymore. I don't know. But uh, and, and relaxing to some good entertainment, a good movie that we could kind of escape our reality. But, you know, we live in a reality now that, you know, a movie doesn't even compare to. So <laughs> maybe that's why the entertainment out there is not uh, uh, hitting it for us anymore, uh, is that that movie's been brought into our reality. So anyway, the Grammys were down 50 percent as they should be. And uh, let me go on. There's just, you know, it's just every day we have different things happening that uh now Americans are sitting here and they're having to focus in a little bit more on how do we keep our first amendment rights? How do we keep our second amendment rights? How do we keep the right of our, of our privacy and being invaded by law enforcement? And uh, how do we keep the right to be able to own property? Uh, there was something I, I should have clipped the article yesterday and saved it, but I didn't that, uh, Oh, who is the elitist group that meets together and kind of dictates how the world's going to go for us? What are they called, Brian? Oh, the, they meet over um, the Bilderbergers. Or it, it's something, if it wasn't that meeting, it was something similar to that where all the world leaders come together. And uh, so they had somebody kind of paint the vision of 2030. And they painted it as if this was this beautiful vision where none of us would own anything. And, uh, but we were going to all be so much happier. <laughs> Did you read that? Do you know what I'm talking? Yeah. So anyway, I wish I'd kind of clip that because that's the vision they have for us is I see as I drive through Utah, again, our population's exploding here. So I get that we need a lot more housing. My daughter and son-in-law just bought a house that it just broke my heart that they had to pay $430,000 for the house that they bought. But the market is so high right now uh, that this is first time, first time home owner, that this is the kind of money they had to spend to get a house. Fortunately, you know, they got a 2% interest rate. So that made it where they can afford the house easier. And they were wise and were able to put a good chunk of money down on it. But um, you see all these multiple high, uh, high density dwellings going everywhere, all over Utah, uh, just apartments after apartments, after apartments, townhouses that are packed together just extreme high density living and this is the vision that they have that's being implemented throughout america right now a lot more high density dwelling uh, a lot more dependent upon public transportation uh, cars will also be a thing of the past with the current leadership that is if we don't, if we're not able to break out of the current leadership, it's not just that they want us to have electric cars. They really just don't want us to have cars. And uh, so, again, this concept that they put out there for 2030, one, I mean, that's just, you know, nine years away. I mean, a very quick time. You know, if somebody would have put 2050, you would have thought, oh, a little bit different. But this is what they envisioned for 2030, nine years from now is that property and owning. And so that's part of our constitution, you know, that we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, the pursuit of happiness is the right to pursue those things that, and that includes property ownership. 
being able to own your own place, being able to, to purchase your own business, being able to own stuff. That's, you know, they, they put it in the pursuit of happiness, but that is part of that pursuit of happiness is to be able to possess and own your own property. And uh, so now they're telling us that it's their goal to have this utopian society in which we don't own anything. And they paint it in such a vision in such a way that it makes it sound like we're all going to be so happy <laughs> not owning anything. And uh, so anyway, to me, that's really scary, Brian, <laughs> that, yeah, yep. The whole, the whole, you know, we're going to force everybody to be good stewards, to speak the right language, to speak the, you know, not say anything that's inappropriate. And, uh, and we're just going to be a happy bunch of people living in these high density dwellings, riding on public transportation and, uh, and not owning anything. Yeah, except the elites. The elites can own stuff. It's just the common person who can't own things. It's kind of like the elites can drive the SUVs and own private jets where we can't. The elites can do this. We can't. So anyway, that that's the direction that this one world order has a vision for us. And um, and they've picked up the time pace on which to to accomplish it by and that's 2030 is their vision of this great reset in which none of us will own anything we won't owe any debt perhaps but we won't own anything either so that's the vision they have for america but on the path for Utah, we're going to be presenting a different vision and if everybody in every state holds strong and holds their elected leaders accountable seeks out and finds the best people to run for office, we can change the direction and course of our nation. So on the path for Utah is the path for America tomorrow. Dr. Marcy will be on. So make sure you listen for the good advice that Dr. Marcy has on good mental health coping skills. Cause we all need it. Mm-hmm.